everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I thought not. If it were, they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. I'm Catherine, and in this short episode of the BBFC podcast, I'm joined once again by our operations manager, Edward Lamberti, to discuss a film that's about to see its 60th anniversary, well, of its UK release anyway, in December, and the film is Rebel Without a Cause. Now, Ed, what's the background to the film, and um, why did the BBFC have to cut it for an X rating? Yeah, okay, so Rebel Without a Cause, uh, 1955 movie, it is a film about teenagers and about sort of teenage angst. Um, it's it's about a, a young man called Jim Stark, played by James Dean, and um, he gets into various mishaps with friends and enemies around his high school and so on and so forth. It sort of arrived at a time when the BBFC was already having quite a lot of concerns about films that were to do with sort of youth culture or teenagers. Um, I think it's worth, worth sort of saying, this, you know, mid-1950s. I think it's fair to say that, that there's a sort of commonly held sort of belief that teenagers were kind of emerging as a sort of um, stratum of society in their own right around this time, sort of in the post-war years in the United States and then also here as well. Teenagers were sort of, in a way, becoming a more identifiable group, listening to rock music and wearing sort of teenage clothes and so on and so forth. So it was very much... um, Rebel Without a Cause was, was one of a number of films that were addressing teenagers and issues that that teenagers face and also maybe issues that teenagers cause as well Um, and when the BBFC saw it it was concerned about the film that that it could cause problems I suppose Um, I mean to quote from the the file Arthur Watkins who was the the board's director as it was called at the time secretary he wrote to Warner Brothers who were the distributors of the film um, and said I do not have to tell you the serious view uh, which the board takes about any film dealing with juvenile delinquency, especially in these times where there is such widespread public anxiety about the problem. So that's really the, the root of the problem with Rebel Without a Cause. Um, it's a, this is a Warner Brothers movie. It was a, a major release. James Dean, as everyone I'm sure knows, very sadly died in a car crash in on the 30th of September 1955. But this happened just around the time when he was emerging as a major, major star, major star, major youth icon. One of his films had already come out called East of Eden, and then, but then he died, so he never actually lived to see the release of Rob Without a Cause. But it was a, a big film. It was clearly going to have a lot of appeal and a lot of appeal to, to younger audiences, and the board was very alert to any sort of issues that might arise. So it required a number of cuts before it would consider the film for an X rating. Um, so that was the highest category, um, the X. Um, and in the 1950s, the X meant that only persons of 16 and over could go. The X had been introduced in 1951. So for Rebel Without a Cause to need cuts for an X shows quite how how much the BBFC considered it to be quite strong content. Well, I suppose maybe they felt like they, they had the double-edged sword there. Where it was a teen movie with a teen icon in it, dealing with quite um, hot teen issues at the time. Yeah. Um, and was it an ex that the distributor was after? Well, the distributor really was after an A. And 
they made the cuts that the, that the BBFC required for X, um, but they made another change to the movie as well, and they and then they sort of put the argument that the film should really be an A. Um, just to get, just to sort of give you a quick sort of overview of the cuts that were required, there there were cuts required in four different reels of the movie, as I'm sure sort of a lot of listeners know. Um, a reel is roughly about 20 minutes long, so we're talking about cuts across various parts of the film. In reel one, when Jim is in the police station, the BBFC required that all shots of Jim punching and kicking the desk were uh, were removed. There's a there's a sort of fight or almost a fight outside the planetarium in reel three, including some play with knives and the slashing of car tires. Uh, the board felt that the incident, I'm quoting from the file here, the incident of slashing the car tyres should be deleted and only the barest amount of footage necessary to maintain the continuity of the story should be left of the invitation to the fight and the fight itself. Reel 4 um, has a particularly powerful sequence in which Jim, James Dean's character, is challenged to um, what's called a chicken run by um, his nemesis at, at high school. This is two characters getting get into their cars on top of a cliff drive fast towards the cliff edge and whoever leaps from their car first is considered the chicken and therefore the loser. So this is a very sort of powerful powerful and very memorable sequence in the film. Uh, the board required cuts to and reductions to that sequence. And then in Reel 5, when Jim is trying to throttle his father, um, he's not literally trying to kill his father, he's just so frustrated with his parents and with his father's weakness. Jim sort of is looking for his father to be a father figure and his father is... Um, is not really fulfilling that role for him. So Warner's made these cuts, um, but they also left in a line of dialogue in which um, the hero, uh, Jim, is refusing to fight with knives. And the company used this as as a sort of um, argument in favour of the A category, wanting the A. The board, unfortunately, was having none of it, unfortunately for Warner's. The board said, what we cannot get out of the picture is the spectacle of ridiculous and ineffectual parents which is the main case for the X certificate. I think this is quite interesting in that even though there's knife fights in the film, there's the chicken run sequence, there's scenes in which the sort of the young characters are kind of expressing dissatisfaction with their lives and so on and so forth, it's the ridiculous and ineffectual parents in particular that the board felt was the main case for the X. This really sort of suggests, certainly to me, the, the kind of feelings that, that the board was maybe drawing on at the time, which is that there was some concern in society that parents needed to be seen as strong, strong enough to provide leadership and good examples to younger people, to adolescents who were otherwise deemed to be perhaps vulnerable to sort of going off the rails. And you mentioned earlier on that there was a number of other films that came in around about the same time that dealt with sort of similar issues that maybe shed a bit more light on what the board was thinking at the time. That's right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read a rather bizarre quote from the BBFC file on the film and then I'll use that to sort of just explain about two or three other films that were causing issues. The BBFC's president described Rebel Without a Cause as poisonous stuff for the teddy-inclined adolescent. Okay, now teddy-inclined... When I first read that in the file, I was sort of mm. thinking, these adolescents who are still sort of attached to their soft toys? No, I think what the president is getting at is the um, the social phenomenon of the era of the teddy boy. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Which is um, which was something that had arisen in, in Britain in, in the early 1950s and which was young men 
dressing in a certain way, a certain slightly kind of retro kind of way. There were also sort of negative connotations attached to the image of the teddy boy. There'd been sort of some violent incidents and so on and so forth. So there was some concern about the teddy boy. So I think that the teddy-inclined adolescent um, that the president is referring to is adolescent viewers of Rebel Without a Cause who might be inclined to see it as some sort of negative thing, even though not everyone sees Teddy Boy as a negative, but this is, I think, the implication coming from the file. There'd previously been a British movie called Kosh Boy. Kosh Boy is another name for Teddy Boys. This had been a couple of years prior to Rebel Without a Cause, and the BBC had had problems with that film. There were also a couple of um, films in the United States. There was The Wild One with Marlon Brando um, about sort of bikers and biker culture. That was a film from 1953. The BBC actually didn't give that a classification certificate until 1967, because it was so concerned about the issues um, in the film. And Blackboard Jungle, which was a film about um, students uh, rebelling, that the BBC had rejected in March of 1955 and then had passed X with cuts in August of 1955. So this is sort of, you know, just around the time or just before the BBC was was um, making its decisions with regard to Rebel Without a Cause. So yeah, Rebel was certainly not the first film of, of this type to raise these sorts of issues, but it was perhaps the one most likely to be an instant hit because it had the fantastic James Dean in it and so it had such a high profile for that reason. And you also had the massive tragedy of his death which often drives people to kind of remember how much they love love a certain actor or person after they passed away and and it does it does drive publicity for a film yeah and 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 remember you know the public had only seen him in one film you know in a leading role which was east of eden so they were very likely to kind of lap up any other opportunity to see uh, james dean and it's worth pointing out rebel without cause is the only film in which james dean uh, receives top billing in East of Eden, he's not billed first, really? uh, Julie Harris is. And in Giant, which is his final film, which was released the following year, um, he's billed below um, Elizabeth Taylor and Rock Hudson. Anyway, we should come back to Rebel Without a Cause um, and, not, and not say too much about James Dean. So the film went out at X. Yeah. What happened cuts. after that? Okay, so it's an X, it's an X with cuts. Um, the next time the BBFC was given the opportunity to consider the film was 20 plus years later. 1976. Wow, so like a whole generation yeah. has gone by and there's a new generation of young people and yeah. and it's back again. Yeah, that's right. And of course, the BBFC has changed a bit in that time and classifications have changed a bit in that time. By the 1970s, we had four classifications. We had the U, the A, the AA and the X. Rebel Without a Cause on that occasion um, ended up getting an uncut AA. So... This is a this is a, a category downgrade from 1955 when it was cut for X. It's now on the 12th of April 1976. Um, it's classified AA uncut. Now the AA uh, meant that anybody who was 14 or above could go. So there's the slight shift. Whereas in 1955, people who were 16 or above could see the the cut version of the film as an X. By 1976, people of 14 and above can see the uncut version. Because um, it had a double eye. It feels like quite a big jump. I mean, we always say yeah. you you don't see many changes in public opinion every every five to ten years, mm. but twenty every sort of twenty years you see a much bigger shift. That is that is quite a big shift. But I suppose it was a shift that kind of came around a time of a lot of a lot of big changes in society throughout the sixties and seventies. Yes, absolutely. I I think we could be forgiven for thinking that by the mid-1970s, the 50s probably looked a bit of a cinch compared to a lot that had happened since. 
the sexual revolution in the 1960s, just the sort of the liberalisation of films and classification. This had happened in the US in the late 60s with the collapse of the production code, the introduction of new ratings in the US. Um, the BBFC as well had, had introduced new ratings in 1970. And in the early 70s, the BBFC had had this sort of tumultuous period in which it dealt with, you know, controversial film after controversial film, Straw Dogs, The Devils, A Clockwork Orange. I think probably a lot of listen, listeners will be familiar with that sort of particularly intense period in the board's history. So by the time Rebel Without a Cause comes back in in 1976... It's probably seen as being not quite as strong as it was twenty years before. Not quite um, as rebellious. No, no. Well, no. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> that was irresistible. No, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, I have a quote here from 1976, um, in, uh, where the board said this film caused the BBFC some anxiety because of its apparent challenge to parental authority and its possible effect on the increase of juvenile delinquency. But reviewing it all these years later, we felt that the story tells a moral tale. Um, but yeah, then, then, then things move on and then things moved on again because um, when the film uh, came in for video, uh, we classified it PG uncut in 1986. And so it got a PG and it's been a PG ever since. It's not one of those films that's kind of been a PG then crept up to a 12 or a 12A once the 12 category come in, it stayed firmly yeah. at that. No, that's right. That, that, that has happened. But yeah, um, it, it didn't happen with well, without a cause. It seems that the PG from... Uh, the 1980s, even at a time when we didn't have the 12, um, it got the PG then, and now we have the 12 and the 12A, it still gets the PG. Great. Thank you, Edward. That was a really interesting look at a film I'm sure a lot of people know and remember with a lot of fondness. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's both a film very much a product of its time in terms of its issues and the way it treats them, but also a film with a kind of lasting appeal um, and I think it's fair to say that its leading man also has lasting appeal because 60 years later here we are talking about James Dean and Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah that he certainly did and we also have a From the Archive post about Rebel Without a Cause which we'll link to from this podcast. Now if there's anything you would like to hear us discuss be it an old favourite film or a specific classification issue you can email us on podcast at bbfc.co.uk or you can use the feedback form on our podcast page, or you can tweet us at BBFC.